0: Welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. This is a show that focuses on all things healing, growth, and transformation. From modalities to the best books, possibly some resources you've never heard about, and the best and new experiential therapies, products and services that really offer true change and relief. We're talking emotionally, physically and mentally brain, body, and soul. I'm sharing with you the best in the healing industry. We're having conversations with therapists, coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. I'm also going to be sharing with you interviews with my clients, people that have coached with me in my coaching practice, whether it be men and women in my one-on-one program, Trauma to Triumph, or women in my group coaching program, Bloom. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain so you can get all the behind the scenes details about where they started, what their biggest struggles were, what we did together, and how their life is different now. Was it worth it? All the ups and downs. And we're just going to get really honest about how this work made a big difference in their lives. So if you're ready for some honest conversations, painful truths, helpful information, and real practical tools that actually work, you're in the right place. Let's get going and welcome. Welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton. I'm your host. And this week, you guys, I have another amazing person to talk with. We are talking to the amazing Gina Rice. She's a brain trainer. What is a brain trainer? I don't even want to like explain too much. I just want to get straight into it. So Gina's going to introduce herself. She's going to tell us a little bit about where she's from. You guys, I'm learning about this just the same way as you are. I do know a little bit more than you guys do because I've actually used the techniques that, she's, that she does with people many, many years ago. And when I found her on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to be on the Blooming Podcast because you guys know I'm all about all things healing, behavioral change and healing the brain. So she's going to give us all the good. So Gina, welcome to the Blooming Podcast.
1: Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you so much for having me. I just love all the work you're doing. And I'm so excited to talk about the technology that I'm using to help people yes. improve their brain. So
0: awesome. Well, tell us, okay, tell us first, tell us who you are, where you're from, and then tell us all the good stuff that you're doing with people.
1: Of course. So my name is Gina Rice. I'm based in Boise, Idaho. I am the founder and owner of New Rice Brain Balance. I'm a certified brain trainer through NeuroOptimal. And I help people address a wide variety of symptoms and conditions naturally using an advanced technology called neurofeedback.
0: What is neurofeedback?
1: So neurofeedback is an advanced technology and it teaches the brain how to improve its functioning. And how it does that is it gives the brain the necessary information that it needs to recognize kind of undesirable or unhealthy patterns that it might be stuck in. And so with that information, the brain is actually able to rewire itself to create new, healthier patterns of activity and over time actually optimize itself. And why this is amazing is that the brain is the control center of our lives. Everything we think, we feel, we do, we function, it all stems from the brain. The brain is the root of this. So when you focus on improving your brain function and brain health it really has a ripple effect on all areas of your life people report improvements in how they feel their emotional uh, mental physical and relational health so it's absolutely incredible what neurofeedback can do
0: okay so it's some type of it's a treatment that helps us feel better think better relate better to people is it a machine is it a therapy Tell me how you do it because I want to do it already. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's a technology and I will say it's good to differentiate. It's actually not a treatment. It's not a medical treatment. It's a brain training process and it's good to distinguish that. Well, and I should back up. There's different types of neurofeedback. There is a clinical form of neurofeedback where someone could go in and have a brain map done and they could say, oh yeah, we can see. You know, there's your patterns of anxiety or your patterns of insomnia, whatever it may be, and they would create a protocol to address that. So, that type of neurofeedback is really working to address something very specific and it's only working on those specific brain wavelengths or frequencies. So, the neurofeedback that I use is different, it's kind of a holistic approach. So, it's looking at the entire brain and saying, How can we optimize all of the brain wavelengths all at the same time? while also ensuring that the brain is actually in control and deciding how it wants to respond to the feedback. So how it works is someone would come in, I have this checklist of symptoms and conditions that someone would say, yes, no, I'm dealing with these things. And there's all these
0: kind of crazy things that you wouldn't What are some examples of somebody, oh. something that somebody might come to you for treatment for?
1: Totally. Typical things would be like anxiety, depression, ADHD, someone on the autism spectrum, trauma recovery, addiction recovery, the aging brain. Those are kind of like the typical things, but then there's surprising things. Like there's like autoimmune issues that it can help with. I know like, so postpartum, chemo brain, Mm -hmm. COVID brain, any, like so many things on the list.
0: Can it help with like people who lack, focus or clarity or overthinking or procrastination? Would any of those things apply?
1: 100%. Because if you think about what neurofeedback is actually doing is like, so the brain's going along and it's saying, okay, I'm operating in this way, but it doesn't really know like any inefficiencies. It can't see that. So the neurofeedback system, you hook them up and what happens is, and- you
0: say hook up, what do you mean?
1: Hook up. (laughs) So- So someone comes in and I'll place sensors on their scalp and okay, on their like ears. stickers, and like kind of like
0: pads or
1: something. sensors They're just like metal pieces and it's just reading the brain's activity. So nothing's going into the brain. We're not sending messages into the brain. No needles. No needles. And we're not telling the brain, like, this is what you have to do. So no we're programming. Just it's, not
0: programming right? it's not programming.
1: It's not programming. It's not programming at all. So you put the sensors up, the sensors are reading the brain or sending the brain's activity to the neurofeedback algorithm system that's monitoring and detecting kind of what's going on. So at the same time, the user is listening to music. And when the system detects kind of suboptimal functioning, which would be what? So it's basically the unhealthy patterns. And I think my best example to explain this is If you think about a symphony that's in harmony, that's like the ideal way that the brain would be functioning. Like everything's firing at the right time for the right reason and everything is synchronized. But then when you have things that happen in your life, stressors, trauma, anything can really, you know, the brain's doing its best to kind of restore that balance, but then it can get stuck unintentionally into these kind of undesirable patterns. So that's what the neurofeedback system is looking for. It's looking for those shifts that seem kind of out of place. Like, you know, if you're thinking about the symphony, like an instrument playing off beat or out of tune or not at the right time. So the Mm -hmm. system is detecting and looking for those things. So it's so cool. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Of course. How does the brain know? Like, let's say, let's say someone goes into, someone is working or they're just like driving, but let's say we're not driving, right? They're hanging out with you. And they're in a session with you. Things are hooked up. I'm sure there's wires to the little machine and they're listening to music. And the brain is very like on autopilot, right? You're having lots of thoughts, ideas, things like that. And let's say I start thinking about like, I have like this like bad memory of my boyfriend cheating on me. Let's say that happened to me. And I kind of go into a stress response and I start having the memory and I'm like, ugh. How does the brain know that that is? Interfering with the symphony, so to speak? So
1: the brain is recognizing, so there's going to be pauses in the music when the brain shifts.
0: Did I say that already? No, you didn't. No.
1: So, yes, yeah, sorry, I didn't get there. Yeah. So, when you're listening to the music, when the system detects a shift, kind of that suboptimal shift, there'll be a pause in the music. The brain catches on very quickly that those pauses are happening every time it's engaging in that suboptimal activity. And what it does is it just prompts the brain to kind of like take attention to what it was just doing mm-hmm. and reevaluate if that was like something that still wants to engage in or continue with that pattern or not. And another good analogy to kind of understand that is like, if we're driving down the freeway and we start to veer off, there's rumble strips on the side of the freeway, right? Those rumble strips are there to help, like bring us back to have attention to what we're doing and like reevaluate like oh did i mean am i meaning to pull over or am i just kind of veering off not paying attention and it helps us kind of reorient ourselves focus again and get back in our lane but what's great about this analogy is like we have control like 9 out of 10 times we're veering off we're not meaning to we're like okay thank you for telling me i'll get back in my lane but maybe one out of 10 times we're like no i am intending to go over and pull over so i'm going to override the rumble strips So the brain, again, is in control. So it can, like, it takes the feedback and it either says, oh my gosh, like, thank you. I didn't know I was like engaging in this pattern or like, thank you system. Like I'm doing this intentionally. I know what I'm doing. The brain is ultimately the one making the decisions, but also like the brain is a perfectionist. So its job is to work as efficiently as possible, keep us alive. Conserve energy and move away from discomfort. And so it's like, if the patterns it's engaging in aren't aligned with those things, it's going to self correct.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. The brain actually self corrects. It will know that this isn't healthy. Yes. Yeah. That is amazing. And so, and the music stops. Like, let's say that you go into a negative thought pattern or emotion or something. The music stops and it lets the brain, does that machine kind of like keep record of like how many times Annabelle is veering off track or it just like, it's there to just kind of train my brain. There's a lot of times that you're kind of going on the rumble strips You keep on going to the right. You keep on going to the right. You keep on going to the right or you keep on going to the left, let's say, yeah. but yeah. neither one is good. Right. Cause you're, you're going off track. You want to be going straight.
1: Yeah.
0: And when it does that, how, and it stops the music, is stopping the music supposed to be an awareness for me as the person to say, Oh, every time the music stops, or what's the reason for that?
1: So that's a good question. So yeah, the system is working on the non-conscious part of your brain. So Ooh, I love that. Even, there's no conscious effort involved, which is great because then people come in and they're like, I can read, I can fall asleep. I can do whatever I want during the session. So yeah, to answer your question, it doesn't really matter. And I will mm-hmm. say too, if you're sitting there and you're having like an unpleasant thought or memory or whatever, not every time that happens, you're going to have a skip. I mean, there's tons of skips. In single session, there's hundreds of skips. Oh, wow. And not all of them are bad. Again, like the system is saying like, hey, you're shifting in this way, like something's out of tune. Is that what you're intending in the brain's either like, yeah, I got this or nine out of 10 times. Like, I didn't know I was doing that. Thank you for telling me. But also to answer your question, the system is not recording your brain's activity. If you were to go do a brain map and do like the clinical approach, they do track and keep track because they'll say, "Okay, yeah, here's where you're improving." But really, NeuroOptimal, the system that I use, it's like the life experience, like what people will walk out feeling, and the changes mm-hmm. they'll see in their lives speaks for itself. So,
0: what are, what do they feel? What what do most clients feel as a result of doing this work?
1: So, yeah, after the first few sessions, most people will report feeling calm, clear, focused, better sleep. Those are kind of the first like positive shifts people will see. But then like, for me, I, it took a few sessions and I was like, oh, and sleep was like my biggest issue. Um, I had chronic insomnia for years. And so I was like, for it to shift in that way for my sleep to start improving, like working better than anything else I had ever tried. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the real deal. I'm so excited. But then also I had some anxiety. And so I could feel the anxiety was kind of melting away. One thing that I really love about it is just helps people have more self-awareness. And I think self-awareness is really the key to positive change. So a lot of people will report that after a series of sessions, they just feel more in control of their thoughts, of their feelings, better mind-body connection. And so Mm -hmm. a good example is like my mom. She loves sweets, loves sweets. And she had done some sessions that she came over and there was like a plate of cookies And she would usually be like, oh, I'm on it. Cookies. Yes. And she walked over to the plate. I just remember this. And she was like, I don't think I need this. And I was like, wow, it's so what it does is it just, it helps synchronize your conscious, subconscious, and non-conscious brain.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. That's what it sounds like. It's working on your, literally your subconscious.
1: Yeah. And so everything aligned. Exactly. It's coming aligned your conscious brain. What we actually want has more control, which is
0: so amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So every woman that's listening is like, I can lose weight doing this, first of all, because there's so many, so many times that we overeat on autopilot. I work with a lot of women. And well, the main thing we work on is the purpose of Bloom is to help women find and remove limiting beliefs that are created from, that are living in your subconscious, right? In your younger, implicit parts so that we can, I say, like bring them up above water so we can look at them and understand where they came from, understand what they're making you do. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say it's overeat and to deal with like some type of dysregulation or adaptation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we remove them and then we replace them with the healthy conscious things that you actually want to do, which is eat healthy and, you know, stay fit or regulate with, you know, breathing or prayer or meditation or just whatever it is, or just like your self-regulation, right? Your brain should be the one soothing you. And I have clients that, for example, I'm in, I've been in the middle of a lot. We're talking today, we're, we're doing this interview Friday, December 16th, which is right before this interview actually goes live. So this is pretty <laughs> rough for me. I typically tend to film or record very like weeks and weeks in advance, but I've been doing a lot of clarity calls with for Bloom. And a lot of the women, like one in particular, I remember me telling her how I work with people in Bloom and she's like, it sounds a little crazy. Like, how are you able to go into my subconscious or how are you able to find these limiting beliefs? why don't I know them? And I was like, if you yeah. knew them, you would stop doing the things that you want to stop doing.
1: Totally. Not.
0: And yeah. that's why you're here with me. Right. Yeah. And there's ways it's really interesting to me and to a lot of people. And I think for you too, jenny you probably found this work and you were like, I need to do it because most people don't realize that we are a result of our past experiences and everything we've gone through. You have these deep programs and beliefs. It's not weird. It's just that that's how we're built, right? We have a programming a lot of the things that you're doing are they're dysfunctional or there's a lot of unhealth that or like unhealthiness that comes from it, right? And they're messing up your relationships, your money, your health, your well-being, your mental health, your emotional health and or your career. And people say I consciously know what I should do, but I'm not doing it. Why? Because you have a conscious brain and a subconscious brain. And then you have a super conscious. I haven't even talked about that on this podcast. I can't wait to talk to somebody about it. I'm sure you know this, right, Gina? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? So, yeah. um, but I need to have an episode on the super conscious people. Ain't yes, ready for that. Please. But, yeah. So the conscious and the subconscious and consciously, we all know what to do. We're all smart. We're all in our twenties, thirties, forties. We all have wisdom, experience, knowledge, so much. I call it gas in the tank. So much knowledge, right? But knowledge is not power. It's beliefs are the power. Your behavior yes. is power, right? Yes. Yeah. And so much of what we're not, we don't have access to is the stuff that's actually driving the car, the thing that's either pushing on a brake or pressing or driving your car. And we have to get to these deeper rooted things. And I love work like this, like neurofeedback, because it actually works on the parts of the brain that hold all the programming. And if you guys notice what Gina was saying, if it's working on the subconscious, that's why you don't even realize you're like, I'm just acting differently. I'm just feeling differently. I'm just oh, thinking differently, right? Because yeah. it's working on the deeper parts that are like, it's getting every, it's cleaning out the weeds and the dirt and the nastiness, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. And it's interesting because a lot of like counselors and therapists will start to add neurooptimal neurofeedback to their practice because I think they'll have clients come in and just feel like what you're kind of talking about. It's like you hit this stuckness where it's like, I don't know how to talk through this anymore. I don't like you. don't feel like you're making more progress. And then when people are able to do neurofeedback, sometimes it can just uproot and it doesn't even have to be through talk therapy. It can just uproot it. And sometimes people will want to talk about it, but sometimes they'll just be uprooted and it's like, it's gone. And
0: oh, that's amazing. That's, that's gone. so amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially for the people. Like I remember talking to a woman yesterday, she wanted to join Bloom, but she was like, I don't want all my stuff out there. Like she was a very prominent person in her community. I'll say that. And I think that if her being in a program like that, there was for her, I think in her mind, there was too much, like there was too much to lose rather than to gain. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll refer you to somebody that does one-on-one coaching because she needed, literally needed privacy factor. Right. But the fact that you can do this kind of work without even verbally working on it is pretty freaking amazing.
1: It really is. And I am a big believer now. I mean, just with neurofeedback and brain health is like, when people, you know, you talk about stress and stress is totally like, you know, this epidemic in our culture and society. And it's like 75 to 90% of people who are going in for doctor's visits are due to stress related symptoms and conditions. And what is the first thing we always do? It's like, we look at the physical, like, okay, you know, how can I address the physical symptoms and get to the root of that? And it's like, well, like if you're not addressing the underlying emotions and like the work that you're doing, Annabelle, and like what's actually in the subconscious that's driving that car, like you say, it's like, it It sometimes feels like it's still a Band-Aid fit.
0: Like it's, it's like it's all different. the
1: compliments. Like even for me, I love a natural approach and that's why I love neurofeedback because it is natural, but it's yeah. like, I- It's interesting
0: that tech could be natural.
1: I know, isn't it? And it is when it's like, it's, you know, it's honoring the body and it's empowering the brain to like move into the balance that it wants to. It's facilitating that process. Like brain has that amazing capacity and ability to rewire itself. And it's just mm-hmm. saying like, Hey, and the other analogy that I love to give, it's like pulling the mirror up to the brain and just like for the, if the brain has never seen how it's operating, it's never gotten that like constructive feedback. Just like if you or I were to look in the mirror for the first time and like, forever. It's like, Oh gosh, like I'm going to fix my hair or straighten my posture, whatever it may be. We just have that like automatic response and the brain responds automatically in that same way.
0: Yeah. The brain, I don't think people realize our brain keeps us alive. Like we think (laughs) it's the heart that you need. Obviously you need your heart. If you know, you need your heart, you need your lungs, you need all your organs. But if you are brain dead, if you're in a coma, you're not functioning. Right. Right. Like you're literally like, I read. I recently read this book. I can't think of the name, but I will post it in here. And it was so science though, but I loved it because I'm a geek like that. And he was telling the story of the doctors that test or work on people that are in comas and they want to see how much ability to consciousness or how much like function they have if they're in a vegetative state or in a coma. They've done tests on people, like they've hooked up their brain and these people were in comas, you guys, okay? And they asked them questions like, what was the thing? It was something to the effect of like, this is what they did. They did two exercises. There's a way that the brain looks if you're walking through a house, like mm-hmm. if you're like doing something like that, there's a way yeah. that brain looks. Yeah. I know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah? yeah. And there's a way that the brain looks, if it's doing another function, Oh, I, I should have written this down. I didn't know. I was going to talk about this. Otherwise I would have come up with <laughs> a better example, Okay. but there's like these two different things that the brain will do. If it's like walking through a house and if the brain will look a different way, if it's doing this other thing, and so they put these coma people in an MRI scan and they hooked up all the wires. And they said, like, let's say, Gina, if you have a brother, do the task of walking around your house. Wow! And these people, you guys were in a coma, Gina, they were in coma. Or if you have a sister, yeah, do the task of the, what, the other thing. I forget the other thing it was. And they asked these people intimate questions about themselves. Like, what kind of a career do you have? How old are you? Things like that to where when they were done, and then they have the brain scan, so they're able to see what questions they asked at what time and what responses the person gave. They asked their family afterward. And every answer that the person gave in a coma was correct based on their family's answers. It's
1: incredible.
0: You literally can have no function to your body. Like your brain is alive, but you have no behavioral control. This is very similar to the, to the work that we're talking about, right? You can be alive and you could be alive moving through life but no, have no connection to your Like you're not literally driving your car. Like you're like, I don't know. I'm alive. I want to be, I want to do this stuff. You're like, but your body's not moving. You're right. laying in bed. You're pressing on the brake. Right. Does that makes sense. Like,
1: yeah, 100%. Well, and I think that ties back into what you do. If I understand correctly, it's like 95% of like our brain power is the subconscious brain. And that's what's driving. Yep. Yeah. So it's like that 5%, like how can it kind of override or have influence on, you know, the subconscious brain that's driving all of the actions. It's like, exactly.
0: Your brain needs to be working and your brain changes, right? Life experiences changes your brain and it changes the way your brain connects to your body, you guys. And so things can happen. And now your brain isn't working optimally, meaning your brain, isn't telling your body what to do. And your body isn't telling your brain what to do. They need to be connected. I talk about linkage and separation all the time on this podcast. I sound like a broken record, maybe, but if you've never listened to it before you need to have connection between your right and left brain hemispheres, right? They need to be talking mm-hmm. and then your body and your brain need to be talking. I call it like your heart and your mind need to be talking yeah. and you, those two need to be connected so that your brain can tell your body what to do and your body can tell your brain what to do. You have an emotion. I need to run, right? Like I'm scared. I need to defend myself. I'm having a thought to like create a business. Now my body's going to go act and do the business. Right. Right. I have a thought that I need to eat healthy. I'm going to eat the healthy food. So they need to be communicating. And if they're not, your brain isn't functioning well. Mm -hmm. It's not going to tell the body what to do. You're not going to have the life you want. You're going to be stuck, right?
1: Totally. And I think, you know, going back to neurofeedback, like my experience and what I've seen in my clients is like, they are not even trying to have that coherence going on. Like there's just not even awareness, right? it's something you and I are like studying and talking about, but it's like through their actions, you can see that coherence kind of like coming back together into balance.
0: Do through... you explain what coherence is? Because people won't understand what that is.
1: Well, I mean, just listening to like coherence is basically synchronization. Like
0: yes. It's, yeah. It's and logical connection. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Like mm-hmm. clear communication both ways. Cause mm-hmm. there was another, um kind of modality called heart math where it's like yes. all about brain heart coherence. But a lot of it's just breath work. So it's like there's so many things we can do on our own. Like before we hook up to technologies, it's like if we can just be more proactive about brain health and care to offset all of the stress that like our bodies are processing. Like yeah. we can be doing so much better.
0: <laughs> I agree. And you know what I, I notice a lot like I think the word trauma and nervous system and polyvagal theory and all these like breath work, these things have become really prominent maybe, I don't know if it's just because I'm in the space. And so I see it spoken about a lot, but people talk about this a lot and they, I think it's, it's very trendy to talk about that. And like, Oh, I got triggered. I got activated my nervous system, attachment style, all these things, right? What people need to realize we're talking about is your brain and body change as a result of life experiences. But more importantly, what's the thing that changes the most is your brain, your brain should be, everything should be like, there's this Dr. Siegel talks about separation and linkage. There's lots of different areas of the brain. Each thing needs to be operating independently. Like the symphony you talked about, right? Yeah, each instrument needs to be performing at quadrant of the brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. I talk more left, br- right brain hemispheres. Mm-hmm. So each needs to work really, really well, optimally separately, but collectively when they come together, it's beautiful. It's harmonious. And it creates this complexity that Dr. Siegel talks about and when you have co- complexity, that's wisdom, that's health, that's optimal, you know, well-being. Yeah. And you have, you have, it's basically you're in your higher self, right? You can do anything. Yeah. You're, everything's just working at a really high level. You make yeah. a decision, you have a thought, your brain understands it, you take action, you have a feeling, you take action, you listen, you soothe yourself, you don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You can manage your emotions. All Everything's connected and you're doing what you say you're going to do not doing what you're saying you're not going to do. And you're not, you don't have any of this autopilot behavior, the self-sabotage that everybody talks about.
1: I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal, right?
0: That's the goal. Yes. Yeah. That's what everybody comes to me saying. Like, I don't know why I'm not doing this thing and I I know how to do it and I'm not doing it. It's so frustrating Yeah. or I'm eating the cookies and I know I need to not eat it because I'm on a diet, but I can't stop or I can't stop yelling at my husband I'm so mean to him or my kids right. when I know I want to be a good mom, right? Yeah,
1: totally. Well, and I think too, what you touched on the polyvagal theory, and I don't know how much your listeners and how much you talk about that, but you know we're just kind of stuck in that sympathetic mode so more, just much stress. more recently than like, right? however, a hundred years ago, just because again, it's like, we have so much input coming in and our poor brains and bodies are just trying to process all this. And then we're not like offsetting that stress. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're stuck in the sympathetic state which I certainly was before I did neurofeedback and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool cuz neurofeedback really is working to help like get you into that parasympathetic state so it's like you know you can get back to that rest digest restore mm. repair it's aligning with what you're saying it's kind of that optimal wellness that kind of like higher
0: social self. engagement right I you're know. safe
1: yeah. Yes. So that is for me too. It's the goal, right? It's like it is we're working towards, that's what I want for everyone. But for me, it's like, people just don't know about all these amazing like modalities out there, like what you're doing and neurofeedback. So a lot of my mission is like creating awareness and education so people can learn about it and try it and hopefully like have life-changing experiences like I've had.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to try it again. So I forgot to mention this. The reason I, I don't even know how you came up on my, I think you came up on my explore tab because God knows that I'm always looking at nerdy science stuff on Instagram. Um, and I saw your page and I was like, Whoa, this is dope. And so I started following you. And the reason it attracted me is because my father-in-law is a psychologist and he knew my ex-husband and I were having a bunch of issues and he knew I had PTSD. Mm -hmm. He was like, let's do some neurofeedback. I'm like, this is weird. So I would, like when I would go to his house and we would like go to dinner before dinner, I would go like in his room and he would set it up for me and I would just sit there and like look on my phone and I would do it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just, I love my father-in-law. So I'm going to just do it. And I did, he's like, I felt changes, but I didn't understand why. And he, he was just like, Annabelle, just trust me. And I do trust it. I trusted him implicitly. So I just did it, but yeah. I didn't know what it did to me. I just understood that it, something changed. And my husband at the time was like, keep on doing it. Dad, because. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a good way to think of it is like, you know, people say the shifts and changes and um, I like to compare neurofeedback to it's like meditation on steroids. So it's like all the benefits you would get from meditation, like lowered stress, more self-awareness, better sleep, better cognitive function. Like there's a huge list. Like it's the same list for neurofeedback and sometimes more because there's a lot, well, and healing, you know, meditation, you can have a lot of healing, emotional healing and stuff, but it's just like at a very accelerated rate and in a very passive way. Like literally you just, you get hooked up and you just sit there for 30 minutes and you just let your brain get a workout. And it is like a workout for the brain. They say it's like the equivalent of studying like four hours. Like the brain is working that hard. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing I should say, if people are going to try it after the first few sessions, some people do feel tired or fatigued because the brain got a big workout. But then truly, mm. really after one or two sessions, that muscle is getting strengthened already and the brain's like, okay, I know what we're doing. Like I'm, I'm ready. Let's do
0: this. That's so freaking cool. So if people want to work with you, Gina, what does it even look like? Cause you're in Boise, you said, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm in Boise, oh. but I have neurofeedback systems, um, specifically that I can ship to you. So the system that I use is like created to be as user-friendly as like anyone can use it. So I can send it to anyone in the United States. I can send you all the information, how to hook yourselves up. I can, you know, answer all the questions that you have. And typically people will rent the system for a month because Mm -hmm. what you're doing with neurofeedback is you're actually like having your brain create a new habit. And that new habit is to recognize the inefficient patterns or undesirable patterns and create new healthy ones. And so, you know, even when you're not hooked up to the neurofeedback, The brain is learning this new skill. So it's integrating what it's learning, you know, in between sessions. And it's so crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like learning to ride a bike, but it takes, you know, it takes about 20 sessions is what, you know, we like to see people get to that 20 session mark. And most people at that point are going to experience a multitude of benefits, similar to those meditation benefits, but also sometimes surprising things. And I like to share. The story of my son, um, because he's been doing neurofeedback, we really wanted it to help with his attention and focus at school. So we hook him up, and actually, the first shifts that we saw for him, and I will say, like he is like a the pickiest eater. Like we've been in and out of like feeding therapy. So picky, he started being open to eating new foods, mm-hmm. and neurofeedback because the brain is in charge. The brain is basically saying, "Like, yeah, I know you want me. Like, I want to focus and have better attention too. But in order for me to do that, I actually need certain nutrients." Yes. And so he started craving those foods that were actually going to help his focus, and he wow. started eating them, and it was just insane. So wow. yeah, we've seen improvements in his attention and focus, and some other cool things. Um,
0: that is amazing. How old is he? He's ten. Yeah. So so, so in- children as young as that 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 age. How young can they go? Any
1: age. I mean, you can you can do it while you're pregnant. You can newborns can do it. I mean, I don't know why you would need a newborn because I mean, their brain's like you know all whole yeah. and hasn't been affected. Hasn't by, been,
0: yeah, there's yeah. no but yeah
1: like, there's no prefrontal I mean, cortex
0: or anything yet, right? Yeah,
1: totally right. But if you have a child, you know, two and up or whatever, if you learning delays, cognitive delays or whatever, yeah. like you hook them up and it will it will optimize anyone's brain and it makes every everyone's brain where they're at so it's like my husband I roll my eyes it's like he his brain is working pretty effectively already but he like he plays a lot of tennis he's an avid runner so it's like key performance athletes will actually do neurofeedback like I know Tiger Woods does it NASA has incorporated for their astronauts so you know again it meets your brain where you're at and it just elevates it from there and can just elevate anyone's kind of quality of life, which is just so amazing.
0: I'm literally going to hire you immediately after this. Like <laughs> I do, I want, I want anything that's going to take me to my fullest potential, you yeah. know, yeah. and you really do need your brain working at its optimal level in order to have that focus and ideas and creativity and flow states, right? Like that all mm-hmm. happens in your brain. Yes. Yeah. So they could, so people could like contact you and reach out to you. Do they meet with you during those, during those 30 days? Is there like, is there coaching involved or or how does that work?
1: I mean, I'm available to answer their questions and I will check in and just say like, how's it going? Are you noticing any shifts? Because, um, I will say most people will start to feel shifts between six and eight sessions. Some will feel shifts after the first couple, but I do like to check in and just give encouragement because it's like, sometimes too, I will say like, if the brain body connection is not super strong, I feel like sometimes people, it takes a little bit longer for them to feel and notice the shifts, even though people around them will start to notice it first and be like, their spouse is like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, just keep doing what you're doing. So anyway, you know, it takes, again, we're trying to build a habit in the brain. So it can take six to eight sessions. I'll check in with clients throughout that month and just say, how's it going? Do you have questions? And I just love to hear stories of like, you know, kind of breakthrough moments that people have.
0: Do people meet with you before? So that so I, you mentioned something like a checklist, right? Like they're like, I'm trug- struggling with my weight or yeah. being impatient or things like that. Like do, and do you, do, cause there's, it doesn't sound like there's a protocol. It sounds like it's very organic the way it works.
1: It's organic, yeah. you know, it's kind of, I'm, I'm available to support them in all the ways that they want. Um, we can do the checklist together, um, just so I can explain, like the checklist is used as a baseline, you know, so we can refer back to and be like, almost quantify, like you yeah. know, what we've seen in their lives. So it's like, we can go back after 10 sessions and be like, okay, in what areas have you seen the improvements? And and it's really cool to see. Um, oh my gosh.
0: I love that. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. So Jenna, how can people find you on social media or, and to connect with you so they can work with you and do this yeah. feedback?
1: Thank you. Annabelle. so, um, you can find me at um, New Rise Brain Balance with underscores in between each word on Instagram and like then,
0: New N E W underscore Rise Balance
1: N E U R like Neuro uh, oh,
0: Neuro Balance Yes so
1: I say New Rise oh, Neuro Rise Okay Neuro Rise Yeah
0: Okay, um,
1: okay. So N E U R I S E underscore Brain underscore Balance That's my Instagram. And then my website is newrisebraintraining.com. So I'm okay, working on kind of integrating the same name, but that's what it is for now.
0: <laughs> and we'll put all the links in the show notes her Instagram, her website, all her contact stuff. It'll all be here in the show notes for you guys. Is there any tips that you can leave us with, Gina? So anything that we can do, you know, before or just like anything, anything that you can help us with our brain now, like that we can do to help, to help ourselves now?
1: Yeah, I do have a favorite brain tip that I love to share with people. It's like, when you hear these things, it's like, I just have to tell everyone and spread the word because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Um, so this one, I have to credit Jim Quick. He's an amazing like brain coach out there. But what I had learned from him is, well, I had this horrible habit of when I'd wake up in the morning, I'd look at my phone and I'd scroll my phone. And what he says, is that's like the absolute worst thing you can do to your brain for a couple of Oh no, I, I know. Do that. I know, I know. It's like everyone does it. It's just habit. But like, you know, now I keep my phone out of the room to just make sure that I don't do that, even if it's for 15 minutes. And the reason why is when you are waking up, your are you know, sleep state, that's delta, and your brain is slowly coming out of that sleep state into that alpha theta state. And that state is like this magical state where it's like, if you're meta, if you're a meditator, that's the state you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing like clinical neurofeedback, they're often training for you to get to that alpha theta state.
0: What happens in the alpha theta state?
1: So it's the state where you're calm, focused, clear-headed, but also very creative. Yeah. And it's the state where I find that it's like things can just flow. Like if I just put a pen to paper and just start writing down... It's a great way for the brain to just kind of do It's like a brain dump. Like,
0: you know what when- I noticed, Jeanette? I'm going to interrupt you because I'm so sorry. I feel like I always, I say this to my friends, um, my close friends. I feel like God always wakes me up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning mm-hmm. and I get the most, the literally the best ideas at 3.30. I just lay there and I'm like, all right, Jesus. It's like this thing, this agreement that him and I have now where I just wake up in the morning and I just know I need to lay here because I'm going to get some downloads from him. I'm going to get it all. So this makes so much sense to me now. Right,
1: You're in the alpha theta state. So it's that state of insightfulness. So totally like your brain is just in that state. And this is great too. Like if you don't want to write, you could do affirmations because then you're like easier access to that subconscious state. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: What should we be doing at that time? Like if we do wake up and we're like in bed, you know, you're, you're opening one eye. I always like have one eye open at that yeah. time. I can't see well. What yeah. should we be doing at that time instead of our phones?
1: I mean, if you can journal, like I'm not a journaler, but I Ooh. will just sit there with a pen and paper and the thoughts will just start to come. Your brain has information. It wants to get out. It wants so to... True it wants to have that output because we have input all day from, you know, all the stressors, everything we're putting in. And it's like, you know, distraction, phone, constant input. So the Mm -hmm. brain just needs an opportunity to have that output. And I like to think of it as it's like the junk closet, right? So it's like, we just keep shoving information in the brain and we're like, process, process, process. And the brain is like, just on overload and so giving yeah. the brain just that moment of like okay let me clear the clutter out let me organize myself let me prepare for the day like that is the perfect opportunity to do that so yeah i would say journal if you can or just sit in quietness
0: mm-hmm. and just see what and notice like the come. thoughts let let the thoughts come and just, just the thoughts
1: come. just come almost like a meditation you know but yes. don't I would say, don't try to control or clear your mind. Just let the thoughts come.
0: You want things in there. You don't want you it want empty. That
1: output, like brain, yeah. what, brain and body. Like, what are you trying to tell me today? Yeah,
0: <sighs> I love that so much. It make this makes so much sense to me. I feel like I, I feel like I make sense because yeah. I mean, and listen. I thought I was special. Like God gives me downloads, but it makes sense that I'm in that theta state, oh, and man. that's like the state of like. It's almost when you could be, I don't want to say hypnotized. Most children at that age, when you're at the first seven years, you're in yeah. that state, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. why children, it's basically programming, is all that programming is happening in those first seven years. And that's why they're yeah. so imaginative and creative. Yes, they are yes. operating in that alpha theta state. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's that's why I read the Bible in the morning because I want God's word to like infiltrate my brain first thing in the morning. Like it's really important to me. If I don't do that, I feel so off now because my brain has gotten really used to uh, just having that first thing. And I mean, it's like 30 minutes after, but still like, it is the first thing that I do. And now the phone, I'm really going to put it away.
1: Totally. And just see, because what's funny too, is like now if I'll like try to look at my phone because I've not done it for so long, it I can feel my brain is like, no,
0: like, like
1: it's more sensitive to it. And it's like, That's-
0: No. That's so interesting. Oh, I'm going to do that. My, one of my pastor friends said, he says that he's like, I, he puts his phone like in the kitchen or something like away because he wants the first thing to be is like, he's like, I want to wake up and like get my coffee and read the Bible. And he's like, if you start with the phone, you start looking on Instagram, you start doing all this. He's like, you get really distracted.
1: And it primes your brain for distraction for the rest of the day. And if you see something on social media or whatever, that's going to like initiate that stress response. It's like, that is not an ideal way to start the
0: day. Yeah. You're just like all activated and you're stressed out because you yeah. saw somebody is gorgeous and skinny and you feel fat and now you feel like crap.
1: Totally. And then you yeah. have that those negative thought patterns. Which yes. We want
0: to with this is so, like, that's such a great tip, that, Gina. Yeah, that was right. so good. good. Thanks so much. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on here. You guys, I, was this like helpful or was it helpful? This was so good. I feel like I'm all about helping you guys change your behaviors in the best way possible with the best products, the best tools. How awesome was Gina's information? This is so great, Gina. Thank you so much. And if people want to work with you, they could just reach out to you, right? Either Instagram, your website.
1: Yes, that's perfect. And um, I wanted to offer all of your listeners a discount because I'm just so grateful for them listening. And so if anyone reaches out and if you reference this podcast or Annabelle, I'm happy to offer anyone a 10% discount on your, that is, app, your feedback rental.
0: Gina, that is so awesome of you. Thank you so yeah. You guys, if you guys don't take advantage of this, like I'm doing it. Can I get my own discount? <laughs> you can get your own discount. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh my gosh, so fun. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. This is so awesome. I know this served people. And I can't wait. The tip alone, the the, fruit in the morning (laughs) tip alone was worth it, but all everything else was so great. Thank you so much for doing this work, Gina. I can't wait. I hope like a lot of you guys take advantage of this work. It's doing the deep work without like literally going into it like verbally and physically and something just does the work for you. I mean, you can't beat that. You literally can't beat it.
1: It's amazing. And I just love for people to try it themselves and see how they feel. Yeah. I'm a shot.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. Thank you so much, Gina. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Annabelle. Yeah. All right. hope you guys liked the episode. I'll see you guys next week. Subscribe if, you haven't, if you're not a subscriber. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the show, follow, and, or subscribe to my channel. And if you want to listen to the show on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you guys can check out the links below. And you can find Gina, too. <laughs> All right. That was so fun. Thanks, yeah. Gina.